Welcome to Speak Life. I'll go tell my brethren ministry with your sister in Christ, Rachel, Carlene, Renee, a servant and daughter of the Most High God, Lord King. My computer was a little frozen right there. Yes. But welcome on this February 2nd, 2024. Praying all is well with you, beloved, to those the Lord have sent. Mm. In the name of Jesus. So, Father, we come before you right now, Lord God. I pray with our hands lifted high and our voice lifted high unto you, just saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Be ye glorified. Be lifted up high. Be exalted and exalt, Lord God, because we need you. And it's not even because we need you, because you are God. You're God. We can't move without you. We can't breathe without you. We can't think, see, hear, know anything without you. You should be our total need in the name of Jesus and he that we totally rely on. Father, until we get to that point, thank you for remembering that we are mere men in the name of Jesus until we come in the stature of Jesus Christ, the unity of the faith and the brotherhood and the sisterhood in Christ Jesus. Lord, we thank you. I know I thank you and I need you. And I pray you blow breath over your ministries, over where your word is being proclaimed, your doctrine, your truth, not ours, Lord God, because ours is a lie. And you are the truth. And let every man be a liar. In the name of Jesus, Father, be glorified. Father, be pleased. Let it be a sweet savior in your nose and your nostrils, Lord God, when you hear your word and that your word will not return to your void but it will accomplish the thing you please and it will prosper in the thing you wear until you sent it. And I thank you for that, Lord God. Bring us up higher to your ways and bring our thoughts higher to your thoughts, Lord God. But bind up everything that's deceptive. Bind up every imitation. Bind up those things that are trying to be like instead of being you. In the beautiful name of Jesus, I pray for the martyr saints, persecuted saints, those trutting down, those taken by men stealers and the children worldwide and travel mercy and the elders and, the, and those able, unable, disabled in Jesus name. So welcome beloved, praying all is well with you in the name of Jesus. So what I came to talk about today, don't miss or skip. Don't miss or skip the seasons. Don't miss nor skip the preparing seasons. We have to know when it's time to prepare. No seed, no harvest. No seed, no harvest. That's just the way. No cross, no crown. <laughs> but no seed, no harvest. No seed, no good ground, no working of the ground. None of that. No harvest. So even with planting seeds, we have to prepare the, the ground for the seed. We have to have some ground for the seed. You know, I have plants in water and some of them been in water for years. But still, you have to prepare that. You have to have what it requires. You have to have the vase. You have to have these things. So even with a ground, with a ground it has to be prepared. You know, I remember as a child planting watermelon seeds. The watermelon seeds sprout quick, man. But it was in a cup. I mean, how far is that going to go? God can do all things, but it's in a plastic cup. We're in the north. 
Okay, so it was just not working out. But as you get older and even some of those childhood memories that uh, make you want to cry, especially when you see your plant die or your pet die or whatever the case may be, it still could be preparing you for the future once we get past those hurts. But then it makes us want to know many times, not all the time, why did this thing not progress? Why did this thing not go forth when I tried it this time? Or was I in the wrong place at that time? Was I in the wrong mindset? Was I in the wrong place spiritually at the time that the Lord could not plant the seed within my heart? So it, it's just dormant there. But he plant he plants things for it to produce. It shall accomplish. So without it accomplishing, it's not going to produce anything. We cannot miss our sowing season. And in our sowing season, in our sowing season, we should expect that we're going to put in the work and we're going to have things prepared for the sowing season. Even with our seeds of our mouth, what are we sowing? You know, I'm, I'm hearing... And I thank God because I, I really wasn't sure with this word, even where to go, but a perfect. Now, the children of God can inhabit houses that they didn't build. They can enjoy gardens that they didn't plant. Yeah, because that's some of the promises of God. But you have to know what season it is. You have to know. We've talked about seasons many times on Speak Life, but my eyes are being opened to understanding more. All you have to do is watch nature and people are trying to come up with these new things, but it's all the same. People are trying to make up their new rules, but God has already set standard. We have to know. So even in planting spiritually, the word is already given to us. We have to access an actual wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of it. So those things could be founded. Now, our diligence to do what's right in Christ can open up so much for us. And you know, Ruth is a perfect example a lot of times in Ruth, a lot of us go to Ruth only to hear about Boaz. But there's so much more in Ruth. There's so much more. We don't realize how much Ruth and Naomi suffered. We don't realize how much they suffered before they even got to Boaz. Because Naomi buried, oh, I can't say she buried. Naomi husband and sons died. Ruth, she had to lose her husband. And then evidently she didn't have children. It never mentions that she had children before, only after that, that son after. I believe it's Obed. Yeah. Obed is after. So how much did she have to go through to reap the harvest of a man of God as Boaz? 
But the thing about Ruth um, is there's some key things in here. And one of them is um, at the end of this. But Ruth planted seeds in order to get the harvest that she got. So in less, because uh, most of us know this, but for those that don't, Ruth won. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, verse one, Ruth one, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Eli Melech, Eli Melech. And the name of his wife was Naomi. And the name of his two sons was Malon and Chilion, Chilion, whatever, Chilion. It's going to be all right. Ephorites, okay? Ephoritites, Ephoritites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. The thing about the country of Moab is they were and are enemies to the children of God. That is one interesting key I haven't heard. And I'm not saying that people don't, but I haven't heard many people talk about that. They went out of Judah, the land of God, to Moab, the land of the enemy. They went there. And so that's a part of sowing a seed too. Because now it's just like, it's just like you and you from New York and you lift your children up and, and take your family or your wife, your, your children, and you go to Alabama. Totally different culture, totally different lifestyles, totally different mindsets, totally different. It's like me from Connecticut uh, to South Carolina, but it was the breaks in between Connecticut, New Jersey, South Carolina. Totally different mindsets. All three. Totally different mindsets. Totally different cultures. Even the atmosphere of the places are totally, totally different. So you go there. And now it's like in in overseas is even even more. So totally different. You got to get used to the environment, maybe the speech or the language, the accents. You have to get used to the wildlife. If there is or if the human beings are the wildlife, you got to get used to the climate change, the weather, what kind of storms go through. You have to get used to these things. And did we prepare? Did we prepare for these things? I remember there's been more than enough time we went from Connecticut to South Carolina and was not prepared because the weather is different. We If we leave Connecticut in the winter and we go to South Carolina in the winter, it still could be 60 degrees. So we traveling with all this winter gear on and then the, the temperature dropped. And we still look crazy with hats and scarves. We have to prepare. 
We have to prepare. So one of the ways that Naomi was being prepared by God is to even encounter this family, to even encounter this family, because they probably still have some of their cultural ways. They probably did. And how they survive in Moab? How did they survive in Moab? These are war-like people. Them, them lot kids. Okay, them black kids been fighting with Abram and Abraham children since him and Lot had to separate. And no Moabites and them Ammonites, they are they are really rough and dangerous and angry and warlike against the children of God. So it says uh Elimelech. Naomi's husband died and she was left and her two sons and they took them wives of the women of Moab. There's some type of cultural differences there. There could be a language difference. It's just like the believer and the unbeliever. There's still a language difference. Okay, we're going back. But this was had to be preparing Ruth in some type of way. So it says, and um, they took them wives. The name of one was Orphra, and the name of the other was Ruth, and they dwelt there about 10 years. Now, who was pulling who culturally? I don't know. And Mylon and uh, Chilion died. Also, both of them and the woman, not women, but the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughter-in-law, daughters-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab how the Lord had visited her people in giving them bread. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her. And they went on their way to return unto the land of Judah. Now, this is where she's telling them to depart from her so she can go back to her homeland. And this is where it says, we're going to skip down, verse 14. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Orphra kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth cleaved, cleave to her. Was connected, was joined. And she said, Be, uh, behold, thy sister-in-law, verse 15, Ruth 1, um, is gone back unto her people. And into her gods, return you after your sister-in-law. And Ruth said, "Entreat me, don't don't tell me to do this. Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after you. For whither or wheresoever you go, I will go, and where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people." And your God shall be my God. She was already preparing to convert. 
she was already preparing to convert right there. She had already made up her mind. I'm going to go here. My life may change, but I'm going to accept the change. One, I've been around you enough to know at least something about the culture. Unless they hid it all when they was in Moab. But something, there had to be something that Naomi was still doing that would have prepared Ruth for this change. There was something. Her heart was already prepared to embrace whatever was coming. And she spoke it into existence. Where you go, I'm going to go. Where we end up, we're going to end up, and we're going to end up here together. And where you lodge or rest or live, I'm going to do the same thing, okay? Your people shall be my people, and your God shall be my God. Now, this is what we do many times. I know I did it when I moved to South Carolina. I was prepared because my family's there growing up, but I had not prepared my heart because I was not going to accept nothing that was going on. So the first two weeks I was ready to go because I had not prepared. I had moved my stuff and was preparing to move, but I truly had not planned this thing out. I truly just picked up and bam, here, here I go knowing I was already prepared knowing that there was not peace in the family with me. So I should have been prepared, right? Mm -mm. But the mindset that Ruth had, and for those Ruth that Ruths that are still living, they were already, she was already preparing her heart to receive and then her mind. Because we think in our heart, whatsoever a man think of in his heart, so is he. And we imagine in our mind. Okay, so she was already there at this point. She was already at this point. Did Naomi, her sons, the husband, did they ever talk about their kinfolk? I don't know. Do they know about the auntie that do this and the uncle that may cut up sometimes? I don't know. But her heart was already preparing not just for what physically she was headed to, but spiritually what she was headed to. And she sowed those seeds because she confessed it with her mouth. She declared it. When we are moving from season to season, this season in Moab was about to end for Ruth. However long she had been there, the season was about to end for her. And she was preparing for that season to end. She was preparing for whatever Naomi is saying, whatever she's going to do, this is what I'm going to say, this is what I'm going to do. She was already preparing to cut off those things, even her gods, gods, little g-gods, she was already in preparing to do that. Yeah. She wasn't going murmuring as a naysayer. They were in agreement. They were in agreement. And it says, um, where you die, I will die. 
and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if all but death part you in me. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. So they too went unto, they came to Bethlehem. And it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them. And they said, is this Naomi? Now, um, and she said unto them, call me not Naomi, call me Myra. For the Almighty God has dealt very bitterly with me. Now she wasn't ready for her season changing. She wasn't ready for this new life. They both went with two different mindsets. Ruth went for the season to receive. Naomi wasn't planting no good seed for nothing to grow for her. Nothing good was going to grow because she changed her name from pleasant to bitter. Only thing she was planning is to just be present. She was not planning on anything good taking place. That was the seed she was sowing. This is how she was preparing for whatever comes. It's like, man, that's not equally balanced right there. Because you could be, oh, the sun is shining. And they're like, oh, it's just a rainy day. It's just awful. Two people expecting two different things or planting two different types of seed. She said, I went out full and the Lord have brought me home again empty. Now there's more ways to take this than one because one, y'all went into the enemy land. Like what was you expecting God to give to you there? He gave you protection. He even gave you mercy and grace to return back. She's not seeing it like that. We don't see that we sow our seed for our harvest. What are we preparing? Not only for natural, but what are we preparing to grow for us in the harvest? Unfortunately, part of her harvest was her husband and her sons dying. But if they had not, God was still preparing. As harsh as that sounds and seems, Many of us don't get to see the harvest because we're grieving what God is doing, okay? Now, I don't know whether God sent them there because it doesn't say that. The man went, okay? But in order for what is going to be forever for Ruth, she had to lose her husband. She had to lose her husband, but she had to meet her mother-in-law. She had to lose her father-in-law, but she had to meet her mother-in-law. She had to meet her mother-in-law. She had at least 10 years with her husband. And God was preparing her as a wife. He was preparing her as a wife. Was she a wife then? I don't know, but he was preparing her for one. 
She didn't seem to have children, but he had already hold her womb for kingship. It says, um, uh, it says, I went out full and the Lord had brought me home again empty. Why then call you me Naomi, which is pleasant, seeing the Lord have testified against me and the Almighty have afflicted me. Yeah, I went to the enemies of the Lord. Whether y'all thought about it or not, they went to the enemies of the Lord. There's a harvest with that. It says, so Naomi returned and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law with her, which returned out of the country of Moab. And they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley season. You're coming in the beginning of a harvest. You're coming in the beginning of a harvest. A natural harvest. You're coming in the beginning of a important harvest for this grain to be growing. Not only is the grain growing, but roof gets to partake in it. Not only do roof get to partake in it, Naomi, because Ruth is willing to go out and reap what she didn't sow. She didn't sow it naturally, but she sowed it spiritually. And God blessed her in the natural and in the spiritual. It says, and Naomi had a kinsman, chapter two, of her husband, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz, and Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, go my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers and her hap or happen happenly was too light or come upon on a part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech, the wealthy man, the mighty man, that's the kinsman redeemer. Okay. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, the Lord be with you. And they answered him, the Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, whose damsel is this? And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, it is the Moabite's damsel that came back with Naomi out of, out of this sin, or whatever, out of the enemy's country of Moab or out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. I don't even want to, I don't even want to glean with them. I don't even, I don't, I don't want to glean with them, whatever they leave behind. Humble woman. And uh, so she came and have continued 
even from morning until now, that she tarried a little in the house. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hear you not, my daughter. Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let your eye, eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go you after them. Have not I charged the young men that they shall not touch you? And when you are athirst, go in unto the vessels and drink that which the young men, the same ones are told not to touch you, have drawn. So they can't touch you, but they got to give you something to drink. Okay. Then she fell on her face. She is another one of the mighty women that knew how to reverence. Reverence. Men of authority, men of God, mm-hmm. and men that God had put in place. Her, Esther, and Abigail. They all knew how to do that. So it says, oh, wow. And she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, why have I found grace in your eyes that you should take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? And Boaz answered and said unto her, it have fully been shown to me all that you have done unto your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your divinity.